And another thing And another thing And another thing And another thing Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins. My name is Tony Clement. And of course, this show is proudly brought to you each week by the crew at Municipal Solutions. Thanks to John Mutton and his team for their continued support. You can find them online at municipalsolutions.ca. And Tony, I know that you can expand on what they do um, the way that you do it. Only you're the only one that can do it. The only one. I'm sure it's I'm sure we've both memorized it by now, but uh indeed, Jody. <laughs> they are Ontario's leading MZO firm, Municipal Zoning Orders. And they are there for development approvals and permit expediting, for planning services with municipalities. Very important. They got a lot of big projects going on these days. Uh, John Mutton and the team, and they do engineering services and architectural services, even things like land severances and minor variances. They're great for that. And of course, building permit approvals as well. Go to municipalsolutions.ca. And then we are, uh, we are also sponsored by the Muskoka chef, Julie. She is a female-owned local food service company that services the Muskoka Lakes region all year round. Her services include on-site and off-site catering, private chef experiences, and micro wedding catering services. She's located right on Lake Joseph, delivers food by car to your front door or by boat to your dock. Now, August is almost over, but she still has some spots for September and beyond. And she also offers vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free options. Go to themuskokachef.com or phone Julie directly at 416-846-3653. And finally, just a friendly reminder that we are also uh, rebroadcast on terrestrial radio. That is huntersbayradio.com, 8.30 every Saturday morning. And I'll tell you a little story about that, Jody. I was driving my car at 8.30 in the morning on Saturday morning last Saturday, and uh, I was on... 88.7 88.7 FM, Hunter's Bay Radio, and I heard our podcast, and I thought, how did how did the how did it switch to my podcast? Uh, <laughs> I didn't I didn't click that. So, and then it, I realized, of course, because it was on terrestrial radio, it was not from my phone. So there you go, a little funny story. Oh boy! And um, LooneyPolitics.com. Don't forget, you can find us on there as well. Uh, simply become a subscriber by using the code podcast to get 50% off your annual subscription. And that'll give you access to exclusive content um, like shows that you cannot hear anywhere else, including absolutely. Yeah. Politics.com. You, you had COVID this week. You've never gotten COVID, right? You finally got it. I finally got it and I'm still testing positive. So uh, I, I can actually say I have, I'm having COVID right now. Yes, that's true. And um, I think that, you know, you know me, Jody, I, I believe in living life and uh, not letting the, at least the Omicron variant of this, this is not like Alpha or Delta or this is Omicron, come on. And so I was living my life and 
you probably know, but for our other listeners, I went to four concerts in a row, like four days in a row. And uh, that I think did me in, including a concert at the Kita Bala for that great local Kingston band, the Glorious Sons, who are an amazing institution already, filling arenas throughout the United States. And so I was there with 1,500 other hot and sweaty people, and I think that's what did it for me. So uh, became a couple days later, became symptomatic. Uh, cu- first couple of tests with the antigen test. Oh, no, you know, no COVID here. I thought, oh, maybe it's strep throat or something else going on. And on the third day, that double stripe came through. And I thought, okay, we're in for it now. And how many days has it been total then? Uh, since I tested positive, uh, it has been four days. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And so based on guidelines, cause we know everyone follows those strictly. Yes. Day five, even though like you should be, you're able to go out and cause you're fully vaxxed, right? I'm triple vaxxed. Yeah. Triple vaxxed. Yeah. You yeah. haven't got, you haven't gotten the fourth shot yet. No, but now I've got all these antibodies. Yeah, I just can't. Like, how disrespectful can you be to I not know. get the fourth shot? Shame on you. Do you not care about anybody? I apparently It's all not. about Tony, eh? <laughs> all about Tony. Here we go. I was waiting for, they had all, you know, all these little teaser hints. Oh, the next Vax will be an Omicron specific one. So I thought, I'll just hang back and wait for that to see whether that's worthwhile or not. So uh, anyway, I've got all these wonderful antibodies now and... Uh, I'm uh, just, uh, I'm still symptomatic. Uh, got uh, the uh, runny nose and the dry cough and uh, the temperature variations, and all those wonderful things. But uh, it's just, to me anyway, thank goodness. I know other people have been hit worse, but for me, it's just like a bad cold. I thought you were going to be like, I've got the runny nose, the dry cough, that odd black vein that runs across my forehead. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh Nobody gets that, Tony. Uh, oh no! Like, oh, what's this? Then? What is what's what? What do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> I I played golf last week with this couple that just got back from a cruise, and they were like kind of hinting that I know them. They were hinting like that they didn't want to play with me, um, and I was like, no, this is, I'm fine. Whatever. Anyway, so it turns out they both had COVID. Oh, <laughs> and I said I don't care. Like, seriously. well, they they just had it recently or a long time oh, they, ago. They, uh, she was testing positive. Like, yeah, yeah. and uh, they got it on the cruise. <laughs> like, came home, flew home, and everything. And oh no, um, she actually. So about the sixth or seventh hole, um, I was like, I was like, just look. I said, don't worry about it. Like, honestly, it's okay. And she goes, well, how many shots have you had? And I go. Do you really want to know? <laughs> yeah. She's, she's like, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it, was, it was all good. No, I, I, you know, I'm pretty, uh, look, uh, I, I, I'm obviously very fortunate that it hasn't hit me uh, worse, but, yeah. uh, you know, uh, we as human beings, we look around us to see what other people are going through. And uh, Omicron is different from the other variants, and uh, it's, it seems to be relatively mild. Even with comorbidities, uh, you know, I, I think yep. I'm relatively healthy and relatively fit, despite a couple of comorbidities here and there. Uh, and um, you know, and so I, uh, I just feel that this is something that uh, it was inevitable was going to happen because I was going to events with large numbers of people. 
unmasked. And yeah. uh, so that was the risk I was willing to take. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I mean, again, I, I we've, <laughs> we've talked about this ad nauseum, but it's like, same thing that, you know, we had it in February, but like everywhere that I go, everywhere my kids go, we've had, I've had a, you know, what I perceive to be sinus cold or runny nose. Like we've had those since February, like, you know, since we've had COVID and actually had a test. So it's like, you know, did we have COVID again? I don't know. Like, it's hard to say because we've never tested again. So, so I mean, did you, did you test positive for COVID ever or? Yes. Fe- yeah, in February. Yeah. yeah in middle February. Of February. Yeah. I right. got it on February 16th and I had it for two days and then it was gone. And then it was gone. Okay. Yeah. Well, well I'm... And, I, and I didn't have the symptoms like you're explaining. I think I remember mentioning on here, I had the headache. Right. And I had the chills, like really like chills or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, I just stayed in bed for two days and I didn't take anything for it. I didn't take, I, I mean, other than fluids and stuff like that, but I sure. didn't take, I didn't take any Tylenol or Advil. I could have probably and may, might have made it better, but I just, I'm not a big, aspirin person so in general my wife has told me that uh, if you get the chills that's a good thing because it means you're getting the full covid and you will be more resistant to covid in the future oh okay well i i definitely did have that <laughs> my wife is not a doctor i just want my listeners to but she plays I mean, one on tv <laughs> she plays, <laughs> plays one in the lawyer's office <laughs> well i'm glad that uh you know it's i'm glad that you finally have it not in a negative way but just that you, you got it and you're fine. So that's... Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I'm and, looking uh, forward to testing negative soon and getting back to, to life. And and again, I'm very fortunate. I live in Muskoka. I, I've i got a, a house that I can walk around in and, you know, path, paths I can walk. I, you know, I took a walk today. Uh, it's I didn't encounter anybody. So uh, it, it, there are worse places to have COVID. You went for, you went for a walk today having COVID. Sure. Oh my gosh! Have you you like have you no care for anyone? Well, aren't aren't they supposed to try to be active so that I can get rid no, of? You're this supposed thing? to. I think you're supposed to strap yourself into like a lazy boy. Oh, is that it? Okay, yeah, you can't even. You're not even supposed to recline it either. You oh. have to sit upright. Oh dear. Okay. So, well, I've broken that rule. Oh, I know lots of friends that have gotten COVID and like about day two after they're like, screw this, we're going to shoppers and they go and do grocery shopping and stuff. <laughs> but it's like. Anyway, it is what it is. And guess what? If they're doing that, you can be oh, sure yeah. there's lots of others doing that. So. For sure. For sure. So, so that's uh, been my week anyway. What's been going on with you? Well, I know you you wanted me to, you were very like persistent and wanted me to mention that I bought a Blue Jays hat. Like you, yes. you felt that was something big. This is big. Jody Jenkins. I've had a Blue Jays hat before. Oh, I yeah, thought this was like your it's, first one. No, 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 it's not my first one. I've had, buddy, I had Blue Jays jerseys. I had the Joe Carter. I went out and got the Joe Carter's jersey when, uh, or sorry, even before he he won the World Series from because I was a huge Carter fan. I had a Jays jersey with Jenkins on the back as well. um, Or did I just have Carter? I can't remember, but that was one of my favorite jerseys. But no, I just bought an on-field, like, official hat the other day. And just because... I don't know. I just I just been loving watching them this year. I watch feel, them all the time. You feel good about the team right now? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a Jays fan, and I've always felt good about the team. Like it's, I enjoy watching them. But this year, it's just all coming together. It's exciting baseball, and it's like I, I have, honestly, I watch every game. So, and you know, uh, obviously, uh, I thought that was pretty exciting. Even though the Yankees are suffering a little bit to to beat them three out of four. In Yankee Stadium, that was pretty amazing, right? Yeah, that was anytime you can win any series, 
in general, let alone the Yankees, is a good thing. And, you know, it looks like um, they're doing well against Boston, and then they've got the Angels this weekend. So Shohei Otani is going to be in Toronto. And I don't know. I feel good. I feel good about the team. I feel good about what they've got going on. I think there's, I think there could be some minor improvements that'll happen, and I think it just makes them stronger. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. And now that I have the official hat, like I think, oh yeah, it's probably yeah. just they're probably just going to blow it out of the water now. So I've got the uh, jersey and the hat from the phase where they had the kind of the meaner looking Blue Jay with oh, the yeah. big, with the big J. You mean uh, the worst the worst logo they ever had? That yeah, one, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one, yeah, I, that's yeah. the one I have, and, and the jersey the same thing because I received both of them when I uh, threw the the opening pitch at one at a game. So, oh, you had to get that. So you've thrown I, the opening pitch at a Jays game. I have, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Who was the catcher? I can't Please remember. don't tell me it was Pat Borders. No, it was, uh, so this would have been. What year in, was this? So this would have been like 2010. And you were the, what were you, minister or treasury or what uh, were you? Indus- industry. Industry. Okay. And the guy, the way I got it was not because of that, but because uh, Min Su Kim Okay. Who, who was a restaurateur in Muskoka in Bracebridge had yeah. a very, very famous restaurant there. Okay. He was an agent for the Jays in Korea as a sort of a part-time gig. So he'd be okay. a scout. He'd be a scout in Korea for the Jays. Okay. So he was the one that got me uh, on the list to do the opening pitch. And uh, so I was very excited about that, but also kind of nervous, you know, Jody, uh, if, you know, if you throw a wacky pitch, it's not going to look good, right? Yeah. So he he was a pitcher, Minsu, and so he took me out for a whole afternoon. I think okay. the day day before the Jays game in a in a ballpark in Bracebridge, and just taught me how to pitch. Like I've thrown a ball all my life, but taught me no no do this do that do this differently, and worked on my pitch, and it made a big difference. I must say. Interesting. Is there video footage of that anywhere? I have a photo yeah. of, of me throwing the pitch with the mascot behind me. Okay. And uh, I have the ball. Okay. And I have the uh, the jersey and the cap, and that's what I've got. I don't have so any the catchers that year were JP Aaron Sibia, John Buck, or Jose Molina. Yeah, so. I, and I think he signed the ball. I have to look for it somewhere. Yeah, you're going to have to find that out. I mean, okay, I yeah. love how you just casually brought that up. Yeah, I got more from when I <laughs> threw the pitch at the Jays game. Like, come on. Like, and it was it was the first game after the All-Star break, and they were playing the Red Sox. I remember that. Oh, and it, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so it was a pretty, just, uh, pretty cool stadium. Checking it out on YouTube, but... Unless you're not, you're not an 11 year old competitive gymnast, are you? No, <laughs> no. But they had, uh, didn't they have uh, a young lady uh, just recently throw a blister of a pitch? She was part of some uh, uh, ladies' league or something, and she just put it right on the plate, and it was going like 100 miles an hour or something like that. Did you hear about that one? No, no, I did not hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you should check that one out. Well, I know that if I ever had the chance to throw the first pitch, I would do. Uh... I would do a good job. You know that? I know that for a fact, yes. Okay. Would you practice beforehand? Uh, No, I I play ball. Oh, you've played ball. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Well, I don't know. 
No. Anyway, yeah, I just Googled Tony Clement throws first pitch, and the story that comes up is Tony Clement to say how $50 million G8 legacy fund was spent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's all about the gazebo all the time. Oh, my gosh. Politics <laughs> is eh? wonderful. Maybe you were throwing, were you throwing a couple softballs in that committee or what? Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Char- Charlie Angus. Would always throw Charlie Angus. <laughs> He'd always, uh, past guest, uh, would always throw a softball. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. So is the leadership almost done? <laughs> oh my word. Can't, Conservative can't leadership, I should say. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just, uh, it's on its last legs. I think they've got uh, over 300,000 ballots have been returned. Yeah to the party so we're we're going to be over 50 percent i think by the end but not much over which is in line with um well from what i'm told and maybe your experiences have been different but i you know usually even in nominations you're looking at 50 50 percent just around the 50 percent mark that show up for those do they not yeah i know hey, look and it's, it's hard uh, to get like it's hard to get 100%. like you think about it like if you sold like let's say in a you know, I can think of my, like, I don't know how many memberships you used to sell back in the day, but in our area we had, there was almost, I think the one year when I ran, there was like maybe 800 to a thousand, which was yeah. a lot for us. Yeah. And we got just over, I think it was almost 500 out total, yeah. which when you think about it, that's, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Like, right. That's 500 people who people, are willing to, yeah, to come out take and it vote. seriously. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think that the numbers, if they're accurate that you're giving, like that's probably in line with what, what is to be expected, right? And it'll be the largest turnout ever in the history of Canada. Oh, for, for sure. Well, I mean, race. It's, yeah. it's simple numbers, right? You sell, you have, you sell more memberships total for the conservative party. You're obviously going to have a bigger turnout once the. That's right. Yeah. So, and that uh, process ends, I think on September 6th is the last date that you can, you can return your ballot and uh, on well, September. I hate, I hate to say this. Where is it? Oh, is this oh, it? come on. You still have I, it there? I, I have. Oh. It's filled out. It's filled out. Jody. So I, I have a feeling like I'd probably call Pierre and he'd come pick it up. So Yeah, I think I so. Might, I, I might do that, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, no, I got my... My oh. wife and I have our ballots filled out. We just haven't mailed them. Yet, okay. So. Well, please don't. Please don't leave it to the last minute. So you anyway. can add two. You can add two more to the Pierre column. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll let them know for sure. But uh, um, yeah. So September sixth, and then I think they start the actual count on the eighth, and then the result is announced on the tenth. Okay. And I'm still sticking to my. Uh, at, well, I don't know if you had, you had said the same thing, but I think I've said since day one, Pierre first ballot. So. That's what we're all hoping for in the Pierre Polyev <laughs> campaign. And, but we're working very hard. Pierre has been traveling like crazy and doing these ballot events where people show up with their ballots and, uh, you know, make sure that they're filled out properly and, uh, you know, that there's no mistakes uh, in terms of, because there's a whole sequence, like you've got to photocopy your driver's license, put that in one envelope. Then you've got your yeah. secrecy ballot for your ballot in, in another envelope. And yeah, and then it, you got to seal it with essential oils using only lavender, I think, for the yeah, one lavender, envelope. That's so. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's not, uh, the, the mistakes can happen very easily is what I'm trying to say. So. <laughs> I think that uh, that's why they have these ballot events to encourage people to to fill it out properly and to make sure that the supporters know that uh, that we're there to help. And uh, and I know Sheree's doing those kinds of events too. Uh, the other candidates, not so much. 
Uh, I, although Roman ba- uh, Roman was in Perry Sound Muskoka, I think earlier this week doing doing that. So uh, he showed up in Scott Aitchison territory. Interestingly enough. Well, speaking of Sheree, I feel like he's kind of thrown in the towel because I've I haven't noticed any any emails really from his his side of the the ledger. So I don't know if they've kind of given up a little bit, but uh, I still get some emails. Yeah, um, yeah, I still do. Well, maybe I'm off their list. I don't know. Maybe yeah, but uh, and of course Tasha Carradine, former guest, uh, has been very busy selling her book recently, so she's been less involved in the Sheree campaign. Maybe that's why. She's like. Uh... It's funny how they kind of flock away when it looks like, you know, it doesn't look good. Like her, and then even you look at how fast Michelle Rempel kind of distanced herself from Patrick Brown. But uh, she made the right move, clearly. So. She, uh, she, I think, thought better of it, yes. She might have saw the writing on the wall on that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, she's been writing some interesting stuff. She's a former guest as well, of course. Uh, <laughs> I, and, I have seen nothing from her, but that could be because I unfollowed her. So. Oh, okay. No, yeah. she, she's got a substack. You know what a substack is? I do. Yeah, so she's got a substack, and she writes a column there, and so she wrote a column about... She called it the wars of succession are about to end in the conservative party and they are about to begin in the liberal party. That was her interesting. Thesis. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, uh, if Pierre wins big and, uh, of course, uh, then successively successfully prosecutes the next election, then he's going to be around for a while. And then, then you will see, um, the liberal party at the outside in a, in a couple of years, might be earlier than that if, if Justin Trudeau goes early and res- and retires, uh, their war of succession will start. So she might be very prescient that way. They may spend some time in the wilderness is what you're saying. Yeah. And just like um, they haven't had a real, you know, uh, dra- dragged out, you know, pugilistic leadership contest in a long time because when Trudeau ran for leader, what was that, in 2013 or 14? Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he, he was obviously the crown prince. And even though there were a couple of other candidates against him, it was very clear he was going to win. So, uh, I think that, uh, they really haven't had a meaningful leadership race in a long time. And her point was they've got some internal tensions that really haven't seen the light of wet day for a long time, which will reemerge. So it was an interesting analysis of the situation from Michelle is what I'm trying to say. Well, all I know is that, you know, thank God that Kevin O'Leary was able to correctly identify Pierre Polyev as a polarizing figure. Yes. Like, you know, we all wanted to hear that from O'Leary, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Because, like, heaven, you know, heaven forbid, like, Kevin will not stand for polarizing people. No, no. <laughs> he, he's the exact antithesis yeah, of that. He's, he's the opposite of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's man. A funny, funny. Uh, campaign period uh, a lot of weird stuff but uh, it's almost over you're quite right and uh, and we'll be uh, talking about what happens next I'm sure and uh, municipally anything interesting happening up in your neck of the woods or well there is generally a munici- there is a municipal election <laughs> yeah funny you should mention that because I was actually discussing that with the muttonator and uh, he also noticed that there are fewer people running for office uh, more acclamations. And he took that as uh, partially because who wants to run in today's climate where social media is such a, uh, a place where you, you can get hung out to dry very easily. 
And um, yeah, it's just a, a lot less incentive to run. He he was noticing. So in my area, there um, there's a lot of openings. Uh, the major the major uh, uh, towns, of course, are Gravenhurst and uh, Bracebridge and Huntsville. And in each one of those towns, uh, the mayor's chair is empty, so that uh, there is a race for mayor in all okay. three of those towns. So that's kind of unusual to have all that all three of them at the same time. Um, so yeah, there's, there's going to be some contested races. How about your neck of the woods? Yeah, very low, low participation. There are contested races, but nothing, nothing like we've seen in the past. And again, I would agree with John. It's people look at it and go, why would I want to put myself through that? And I mean, you look at even like a, you know, a big center like Toronto, where I, I was pretty surprised at how many counselors said, like sitting ones said they're not running again, which I yeah. think is telling, very telling. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's not necessarily all it's cracked up to be. And no. uh, now that they're giving strong mayor powers to the mayor of Toronto, uh, maybe uh, some councillors in Toronto City Council said, well, I'll have less say. So yeah. what's the point in hanging around? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a bizarre, bizarre time in politics in general, and especially municipally. I, I think that one thing is that is for certain, I, I'd be willing to bet on it, is that I think we could see municipally historically always low turnout anyway. Um, I think you could see some rock bottom turnouts this year. Just yeah, the, I don't, election fatigue, right? Provincial, yeah, yeah. you got a leadership race. You got, you know, the, the municipal, we just came off a of federal, like it's, 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 it's a busy time and people are sick of elections and COVID. Like yeah. the last thing people are thinking about is, Oh yeah, I gotta go vote again. No, it's like I'm gonna go and live my life. Yeah, I think that's a, so. a, a very astute analysis. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, just like Ti and Rihanna said, "Live your life, live your life." Yeah. So and you know that song? No, no. <laughs> Google it. You Google I will. it. I will. You better look it up. So I don't think the Glorious Sons played that on Thursday when I caught COVID. So. Uh, you never know. I bet you they do. I bet you they could do a, a version of it. But. They did uh, "Give Me Shelter" though. That was fun. Oh yes, nice little song. Excellent. Well, that's uh, that's good to know. I was going to say something else about what did I watch on Netflix the other day? I can't remember. Did you watch the documentary on cats? I watched that today because I'm cats. Getting, yeah, I'm getting very bored. Like this. cats is in the animal or yeah, cats yeah, to it, play. They did an hour-long documentary on cats. Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do you have cats? I hate cats. Well, then you better not watch this then. Okay, I will not watch it, though. I know I can't stand cats. Well, so. they, have, they have some remarkable attributes. I watched something really good on Netflix, though, the other day. And I got to watch Hustle. Have you watched that one yet or no? Uh, With Adam Sandler and the basketball player and... Oh, uh, no, I haven't. Oh, I got to watch it. Yeah. yeah. My mom said it's really good. So Okay. Okay. Well, no, I anyway. that one down. Uh, what do you think? Uh, maybe Woodstock 99? Is that what you were thinking of? No, no. I know I already talked about that one. Okay. It's, uh, I actually have been, I've been going through Jim Gaffigan uh, comedy specials too. I like him. Do you like him? Oh, I've, I haven't heard of him. Jim Gaffigan. No. Oh, come on. You know comedy a lot better than I do. Clearly, but we Clearly. have invited a comedian on to the program, so we'll see whether he comes on. Who? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. Hold on, keep talking. I'll I'll find out for you. Ben Bankus? No, no, <laughs> we had him on before. Who? We had this comedian on before? 
We had Ben Bankus on. Oh before. yeah, no, I know that. Jeepers! Ed the Sock. No, uh, uh, his his name is Matt Wright. Okay, I think he's from Newfoundland. Okay, and he follows me on Instagram, so I invited him on. Did we ever have Mark Critch on, or you did it with him, didn't you, or something? I did, but it was uh, it was on the phone, and the the sound quality wasn't the greatest. So I'd love we got to get, get Rick Mercer on. Okay, yeah, I'd love to get Rick on. Maybe after Lisa Laflamme too, right? Yes, we got to get Lisa Laflamme on. Okay, I'd like to get her on. She should be a co-host, actually. She should be a co-host. She's. I've got gray hair. She's got gray hair. <laughs> it's perfect. Hey now. You're going to get Dove coming after you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Did you see the Wendy's thing now? They put the they put, they the put gray, gray hair. hair on Wendy? Yeah. Oh, Lordy. What, 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 a, what a time to be alive. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think that wraps it up for this one. If we haven't lost all, if no. we haven't lost our listener yet, we probably will. It's great banter. <laughs> um, thanks again to John Mutton and the team at Municipal Solutions for their continued support and sponsorship you can find them online at municipalsolutions.ca and tony i know you can thank chef julie thank you chef julie you can find her <laughs> at the muskokachef.com and we really appreciate uh, this summer having you as one of our sponsors i know that that uh, summer's over and julie will be leaving us but we really did appreciate her uh, support for the show and don't forget to tune us in on 88.7 hunters bay radio uh, Saturday mornings at 8.30. And last but not least, looneypolitics.com. Use the code podcast to get 50% off an annual subscription, and you'll have access to exclusive content, including episodes of this show that you cannot hear anywhere else. So yeah, yeah. there you go. All right, Tony, hope you're feeling better or even more better. Thank you. Probably doesn't make sense, but uh, as the days go by, and uh, we will do this again in seven days. You got it.